0: I'm John Niehaus, Director of Program Development for the National Association of Flight Instructors, welcoming you back to another episode of the NAFI More Right Rudder Podcast, the podcast for flight instructors on the go. And today I'm excited to talk about an event that we've been working all year on, even into uh, late last year, and we'll talk a little bit about that shortly. But we've got the NAFI Summit coming up, and uh, I have a special guest who's been intimately involved in the planning process of it, and that guest is NAFI President Paul Pridecker. Paul, welcome. Hey, thanks
1: so much, John. And and you're right. This is a big event for us. Um, It's a team effort. There's a lot of of things going on behind the scenes, but we're really excited to bring this to the flight instructor community, and we're looking for a successful event.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we're we're excited. I think the community is excited. We're seeing registrations every day. Um, and so this is just something that I think is going to be a, a great way for flight instructors to connect network and hopefully learn something. Um, before we get too far into the details, I want to make sure that we get out in the beginning and we'll say this probably multiple times, but, uh, the NAFI summit is going to be hosted in Lakeland, Florida. And it's going to be October 24th through 26th. And of course, we'll get into the details uh, a little bit later. But uh, if you aren't familiar with the event and you want to sign up or even just learn more, you can go to the NAFI Summit 2023.org website, NAFI Summit 2023.org. So... Paul, where I thought we could start, where did this come from? NAFI's not really known for hosting big events. Where did the NAFI Summit come from? When did we start planning this? Uh, Give me the uh, details on on how this all came to be. John, It's it's a good question.
1: And we certainly spent quite a bit of time um, at the board of directors level talking about this. Uh, A lot of it kind of came out of COVID, actually. We, we all know that we've had to live through, um, you know, a difficult time where we're doing so much of our work remotely. Um, we feel like we've always done a good job of presenting good content. But of course, it's always been delivered uh, as we're doing now. You know, y- you've got your podcast, we have got the SIGs, we've got the professional development program, we've got Mentor Live, you know, we've got Mentor Magazine and eMentor. So everything we've done Uh, is really content-focused, and we we pride ourselves on the content, but we've been delivering it in those mechanisms for a very long time. We began to think after COVID that maybe this is an opportunity for us to extend what we've already been doing and doing it well, but extend it to an in-person, face-to-face format. So that's what got us started, was... How do we do what we've already been doing, but bring people together? Because I think there is some demand for that now. And we, we certainly have seen it in other venues and other mechanisms. And plus we we look at our success at AirVenture. When when we go to AirVenture, we, we know many of the reasons that people are coming by the tent um, is for the content. So we just felt like we wanted to capitalize on that, take advantage of the situation that the environment and the, and the industry brings right now. There's a lot of demand for pilots. There's a lot of demand for flight instruction. Um, sort of one is driving the other. And we thought a event that is really trying to improve flight instruction profession, tips and techniques, running your own business, some of those other things would be ideal. Now, I have to tell you, this is a big deal for us. Um, you're right. We haven't done this before. We're not known for it. We're sensitive to the fact that there are lots of other conferences in the industry. So we're asking you know, our members to compete a little bit with other organizers' time. So we know about that. Um, and if we focus on what we're really trying to do here, it's, it's quite simple. We want excellent content in an environment which will promote exchange of information, networking of people who are there, and then um, make this a successful event so that we can do it again. So it's sort of been a multifaceted um, reasons, but the strong reason is we wanna bring good content. We wanna have a mechanism for people to come face-to-face after, you know,
0: the past couple of years. And um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, you mentioned content, and of course, uh, you know, the old adage of content is king and, and all of that stuff. And Nafi puts out quite a bit, as you mentioned. I mean, we have a lot of different forums that uh, that we produce how is the content at the summit going to be unique? I know you have uh, the the categories that you guys set up. Let's talk a little bit about that and and what makes the sure. summit different.
1: So let's go back to AirVenture for a moment. We we put out a call for presentations, you know, prior to AirVenture, and you know we, that planning starts, you know, well before the event, and we get a number of presentation requests we're not able to accommodate you know everybody at air venture who sends in a paper um but i wouldn't say that air venture is organized around any central theme other than we want to help people get better you know at bringing them information that they can find useful in their day-to-day work we we felt like for summit we needed to frame that a little bit mm-hmm. so we we picked six themes um, you can go on the website and see what they are, but uh, essentially the, the themes are about, you know, pilot wellbeing, uh, running your own business. If you're an independent flight instructor or a flight school, um, using technology effectively tips and techniques. Um, we have a section, you know, about what went wrong, um, which is basically a review of instructional accidents. And then the other one was kind of creating a path to success for our students, so we, um, as a team, we got together to kind of frame up those basic themes, and then when we sent out our call for papers, we said, um, "We've got presentations open. Send us what you would like, um, but please make it fit into one of these themes." Um, I'll be honest with you, John. Where where we started on this was we thought, well, if we if we get fifteen good presentations then we can just run sort of linear presentations at the venue, meaning one presentation after another, after another, throw in some breaks and lunch and call it good. We got 50 presentations that were sent in and I would say all of them fit the bill and we're good. However, we we cannot, you know, kind of knowing this is our first event, um, accommodate 50 presentations. So we made a conscious decision to um, get that down to a more manageable number. I think right now it stands at about 28. If you think about that, we, we run about 30 presentations during the week-long event at AirVenture. We're now talking about running 28 presentations in a basically a two-day event. So it's an aggressive program, but we really, really felt that the, the strength of the presentations and the content it offered to the attendees was really something special.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, in order to accommodate that, um, we're running. We, we we call a session um, an hour and a half. So, a session for us is an hour and a half with two presentations per session, and we're duplicating that in two rooms. So, essentially, every hour and a half we have four presentations occurring. Wow! So people will be able to, you know, pick and choose and move back and forth, you know, based on, you know, their particular interest. Um, It's an aggressive program. Um, I'm pretty scared actually about making sure that we can keep things running on time because we don't have a lot of, you know, space um, to to miss our, our timing mark. Nonetheless, Uh, I mentioned networking. We do want to build in some time for networking. So we have some breaks planned in the mornings and the afternoons. Mm -hmm. Um, We were going to have a lunch period that was an hour long, but we thought it's just not enough. Let's do it for an hour and a half. Because in addition to the networking opportunities, we do have exhibitors who will be there. And that's another success story. When we went to the uh, Sun and Fun campus to to visit with the the people who are helping us organize this. And they've been very, very cooperative with us. Um, We sort of talked about the layout and they said, well, you know, we can accommodate 10 exhibitors kind of in the lobby area of the um, Sun and Fun campus. And we said, okay, that's fine, but we're up to 13. So they've, again, they've stretched their lobby a little bit to accommodate 13, (laughs) but I think that's about it. The, the, you know, the behind the scenes part of it is, is that if we took on more, uh, the exhibitors would have to be separated into an upstairs, downstairs sort of arrangement. And we don't have any sessions going on upstairs. We didn't feel like that would be fair to the exhibitors who might have to be up there. So, you know, we're we're trying to really make this a strong event. We understand there are you know there' there're just some logistical limitations for our first event. Mm-hmm. So right now, as I said, uh, we've got a full schedule of presentations. Um, we have a full slate of exhibitors. Some of our sponsors have been very generous to help us out supporting some of this so that you know we can bring in some some good food and you know kind of make this a complete on-site event.
0: Yeah, I mean, so there's, boy, there's a lot of excitement here, and and uh, kind of a lot to unpack from what you just said. I want to back up just a just a minute. 50 presentations. That's first and foremost, that's incredible. And and uh, you know, speaking on behalf of Nafi, and I'm sure you would as well, um, thank you to everyone that submitted yeah. their their information to that. I mean, I'm sure that everybody worked super hard and and uh from what I've seen on my end, as you know, kind of producing content for the professional development program and the podcast. I mean, the members that submit for these things, they work really hard and and generally speaking they're it's, it's great content. So I'm sure it was a difficult choice for you guys to determine who um, was presenting for the first year.
1: A couple of people made it easy for us because they, uh, two or three that I can think of actually submitted four presentations. Oh, wow. So I had, I had a dozen coming out of three individuals. Again, they were all great presentations, but to be fair to everybody else, we said, you know, one, possibly two, you know, is, is going to be the limit. Yeah. So some of those choices were, were, were easy others. It was a hard choice, of course, because, you know, many of the people who we've had experience with at AirVenture submitted, and some of those are accepted. Some of them we said, no, uh, we put them on a waiting list, but um n- nobody has pulled out to say, you know, we're not doing this, you know, so the waiting list is there, but I think what will happen is the waiting list will become the presenters for next year.
0: Sure. Yeah. And and that was going to be my follow-up question, which is let's assume, and I'm choosing to, that, uh, that this is wildly successful. Yeah. And when someone wants to potentially submit now that they know about it, submit for a presentation next year, um, are there guidelines that they should follow? How do they uh, how do they curate something think, for this?
1: Yeah, I think what's going to happen, John, is we're we're going to get through this event. We're going to, you know, take a breath and kind of see what worked well and what didn't. I mean, there's always going to be room to improve on this because there's so many little details, you know, that are going on behind the scenes, some of which we don't even know about yet. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I stay a little bit scared you know, about this, but, but it's just, it's honestly, it's a pretty heavy lift for us. Um, so, you know, we have our own dedicated website, which you've talked about, NAFI summit, 2023.org. And that really has helped to, you know, be a place to package all of this in terms of our, the presentations, the abstracts, the biographies, the photos, the topics, and all of this, all the registration stuff. So all of this is nicely packaged at the website and that site will continue. Mm -hmm. So once we kind of fold up 2023, um, we're going to start putting in plans for 2024 and at some point kind of go through that same process about if you want to present, you know, or if you've already submitted a presentation, then we've already got something there. Basically, I don't think our themes will change much. I mean, it's possible that we might alter a theme, you know, kind of maybe based on technology or something going on in the industry. But the core themes, I think, will probably stay the same. Like I mm-hmm. said, plus or minus a, a couple of things. And um, the way we do it is when we put out a call for papers or presentations, we're just simply asking for like a you know, 200, 250 word abstract. Um, and then, you know, we do a review and, and then go from there. And I, I think that process will pick up kind of after we, you know, catch our breath, you know, but early November. So. Right. No rest for the weary, though. Yeah it's it's a you know it, it's what you don't know the first time that you know it's probably going to get you but we we have actually talked to um some conference organizers who have you know actually done this before and kind of have gone through our our, our program and you know all the stuff on behind the scenes mm-hmm. and just point blank asked them you know is there anything we've missed and um for the you know the two individuals that we've talked with it, basically you know they give us a thumbs up and you know good luck and let us know how it goes
0: so so the the next piece to uh what you formally said that I thought would be an interesting highlight I mean so we know it's a two-day summit 24 well three well 24, yeah. 25 26 some,
1: let me add some precision to that
0: So it starts on the evening of the
1: 24th with the reception good. um so it's going to be in the evening. Uh, it's a cash bar, hors d'oeuvres, things like that. Um, but the 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 hours before that, um, for those people who are exhibiting and want to bring in, you know, um, their displays and tables and things like that, um, from about nine o'clock until four or four thirty in the afternoon, the exhibitors will, can come in and, and set up. Um, this is fairly simple. This is not a large, you know conference floor where there's multiple exhibits. like I said we we have 13 at the moment. I think that's the way it's going to stay and once you're in the lobby area if you look left and you look center and you look right, you will have seen all the exhibits. nonetheless they still need to you know set up and get plugged in and you know get everything kind of going for them. Mm-hmm. So um, we' we'll, we'll also have somebody on site you know for registration. You, you obviously know that we're doing online registrations you know is the preferred way. If people come in to register on site, um, it's fine. They can we'll accommodate that, um, and plus um, they'll pick up their pad, you know, their badges and things like that. They can come in in the afternoon if they happen to be on site. We'll have a, a bit of a reception, and then again the reception will continue on to Wednesday morning. Get everybody signed up, and then it'll start with a keynote address from uh, two individuals from the FAA. Uh, they're actually in the General Aviation and Commercial Division. So their role is kind of monitoring general aviation, flight instruction, certification, all those things. So they'll be talking about the agency priorities, especially as it relates to our audience. Um, and then we're we're pleased to have Richard McSpadden from AOPA and Bruce Landsberg uh, from currently from NTSB. He was formerly at AOPA. Uh, they will be making some presentations and that will bring us up to lunch um like i said it's an hour and a half lunch and then following that we'll kind of break into our two rooms and get on with the bulk of the presentations uh through the end of the day Uh, that evening uh, we're very happy to have dinner sponsored by lightspeed but our featured dinner speakers will be uh, John and Martha King, and everybody has seen a presentation by John and Martha King at one time or another. They're going to focus a little bit on um, on kind of their business and how they got started. I mean, I don't they, they recently wrote a book book called Lift, which was about how they kind of started out in you know years ago. So they're going to talk a little bit about that and also about the professionalism of of being a flight instructor. So it'll be a busy first day, actually, you know, first real day, the previous day is kind of a get together networking reception sort of a thing. Um, and then on the 26th, which will be Thursday, it just picks up and we continue on, um, the other thing that we baked into the program, John, there, we have two panels, um, at the end of the first day before dinner, we have a DPE panel. So it's sort of the time for uh, the DPEs to make presentations about what they're seeing in the industry right now and to have the audience ask questions. How do I prepare for my check ride? What am I missing? What do I need to do? You know, just whatever questions that may have. So we have a nice DPE panel set up, which will be an hour long. At the end of the second day, which will be the last closing panel, uh, it's um, a panel about running your own business. Um maybe you have your own business now and you want some tips. Maybe you're thinking about it and you need some tips, but it'll be kind of a, a, a closeout session about running your own business. Hmm. We'll have cool. a closing comments and you know, that'll, that'll be the conference.
0: Well, and, and never miss an opportunity to meet the Kings because of course. They, whoever said, don't meet your heroes. Didn't meet John and Martha King because
1: they yeah, are God.
0: every bit as genuine and uh, amazing. I was just going to say that.
1: I've, I've seen them in a variety of settings and they are so gracious, um, with their, with their time, pictures and handshakes and their, and they're so appreciative of, you know, people in aviation. Um, you know, many people have looked to them to help with their flight instruction. Um, but John and Martha will just tell you that they're honored to be a part of it. So, uh, you know, what, what, what what you see with them is what you get in real life. So absolutely. Nice folks.
0: Yeah. You know, and, uh, here's the tough question of the day, although it, it may not be that tough, you know, in today's world, certainly, um, inflation and, and money being a very important thing. Um, obviously the summit has a cost, which we can talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but when somebody, you know, pays to come to the summit, after the 26th is over, what do we hope they're walking away with? What, what kind of message do you want them to have and what happens then? So it it is a good discussion point about, and and we
1: certainly thought about this about, um, do we charge? Do we try to absorb this ourselves? Do we not, you know, do we go ahead and charge a fee? and, I mean, the, the realities of this are John. There, there's a couple of things going on in the background. One is, um, as you know, we're we're, we're not for profit organization. We we spend a lot of our money on other content and things like that. This is another example of it. We felt like we needed to assign some value to this, you know, for the attendees. Um, and what we do in the years going forward, you know, we'll we'll kind of evaluate it. Um, but we do think that at the end of this, um, if you look at it and say, well, for the registration fee, I'm getting, um, two days of ground school and we're not talking two hour sessions, we're talking two days mm-hmm. of, of ground school, um, with break, lunch, break, dinner, break, lunch, it, it, it works out in my mind, to be, a, you know, it's, it's a pretty good deal for people. We did pick Florida for an obvious reason. Um, there are certainly other parts of the country that can host this. And we looked at, I think, three other venues before we sort of s- settled in on Florida. Uh, but Florida has the highest percentage of flight instruction. They have a high percentage of pilots and they have a high percentage of flight schools. Of the number of flight schools in the country, uh, Florida has hundreds so we felt you know to you know quote a phrase that we've probably heard before a target rich environment you know for getting people there because if there is sensitivity about traveling airfares are not cheap these days i Mm -hmm. I look at them constantly um we we hope that we can draw a lot of the local population in because they can do it as a day trip Mm -hmm. or two day trip. so that kind of what's going in our in our thinking um we we certainly thought of other places you know that are well known i mean just up the street from where i live there's oshkosh of course um and certainly the aaa you know has some facilities uh, we thought about the wright Pat museum at dayton uh we had an offer to possibly do it at an american airlines facility in dallas and all of those are perfectly good for their own reasons we thought to start out this would be the best place mm-hmm. so so i i look at it as as um lots of ground school um content that is geared towards flight instructors um and we're going to feed you you know um
0: flight instructors love food
1: yeah um especially free food it's not exactly free because you know we've got to build in the price of it somewhere in the fee but the the other part of it is is that you know the sun and fun canvas itself it's it's not the sort of place where you know you can take a break and say well go out and get some lunch and come back in an hour because there's not very many places right there so in order to kind of keep people contained and to be able to push this you know 28 presentation content towards people we need to have people on on site Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it all sort of makes sense to us, and you know, at the end of it all, when we look back and say, "Well, did it all make sense?" I hope the answer is yes. <laughs> so,
0: but what do you hope that somebody? So somebody has spent, you know, the two full days in mm-hmm. the presentations. If you had a a dream a, of what you I hope know what they you're take away, and I know what you're going to ask. It's the same thing that we hope they
1: get when they're looking at this podcast, doing a SIG, doing PDP we want people to learn something and to go away and say, I learned something that I didn't know. I learned something that I can use right away. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I can, I can change how I'm doing something. And because what, what's our mission, you know, we're, we're trying to um, strengthen the, the flight instruction profession. We want to make safe pilots. Everybody does. So I think what I want people to come away with as, um, so, some takeaways that will that they can use the next time they start teaching, and um, will make their jobs um, more more efficient and more effective as well.
0: And I would double down on that and say, you know, you've got the the events on the 24th, and then of course you've got the the various breaks and stuff. Flight mm-hmm. instructors, in my opinion, tend to be some of the most connected pilots out there, uh, whether really it's out. because they're looking for something, um, they're trying to transition into another role, or they're just, you know, sort of beaten the path to, uh, to expand upon what they're currently doing. They know everyone. Um, and and the networking it, piece, I think is huge.
1: I think it is huge. And, you know, there, there's one way to look at it is you can say, well, we're participating in a global industry. hmm but it is a small world, you know, in aviation. Um, I am always impressed by the connectivity of people. And I, I know this idea of, you know, what was the phrase years ago about six degrees of freedom or whatever that was about, you know, the connect, how connected we are. I think in aviation is maybe two or three, you know, because we know so many people and it is a small world and, um, people care about each other you know and they they want to connect and and uh, stay connected and and again that was one of the reasons that we we wanted to leave the remote world you know you uh, know in, in a pretty dramatic fashion and and you know bring people together for this and you know let it build on you know from there to kind of make this a you know um kind of a yearly thing
0: yeah so you know to kind of sum all of that up obviously there's, there's the learning aspect and that's, that's really what we're leaning into. But if you want to learn something, come to summit. If you want to sort of expand upon your own circles, network a bit, find a new opportunity, um, be better at the opportunity that you currently have, all of these things are possibilities at, at the summit.
1: They are. And, um, you know, our, our exhibitors are making, you know, an investment to come because they, they believe in it. I just had a, a note from an exhibitor just over the weekend as I was kind of going through some emails. And uh, the comment was, we so believe in the six themes that you're, you know, promoting for flight instruction that, you know, we're happy to be there. And, and um, you know, they, they've said that they'd be happy to help promote this across, you know, their, their business model as well. So content does matter, um, but it's got to be good. And we, we think we've, we've hit the mark on that. Um, You know, when you think about all the work that has to go into presenting, you know, a presentation, I mean, basically each presentation is 45 minutes, but in reality, it's going to be more like 30 or 35 and then a little bit of time for questions, but just the work, you know, it takes to put that kind of a presentation together, multiply that out by everybody that's here. And this is significant effort, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, people are passionate about what they do. And flight instructors, um, we, we all have our stories, right, John? I mean, everybody has their stories, everybody has their experience. And there there is an um, element of what we do that is about sharing. Uh, some of it is, you know, sharing, you know, tips and techniques and best practices. And others, it's sharing things, you know, that, um gee i I learned something from that because it didn't go well the first time Mm -hmm. i mean there's, there's always room for lessons you know i think everything that we do in aviation has an opportunity for you know learning something
0: you know and i think that that's an important point um i've said on on many occasions jokingly of course that uh Flight instruction is kind of like the the Ronnie Dangerfield of of uh, mm-hmm. aviation. You know, it's in a lot of cases we just don't get the respect that uh, that that we should. And and of course, every pilot ever, outside of maybe Wilbur and Orville, have had flight instructors. And professional pilots go back to flight instructors between every six months to every year. So without the mm-hmm. instructional industry, none of this would work. And so I think that an event like this is also important in the standpoint that it's it's kind of a good sort of pride moment for flight instructors to to get together and get excited about how important their profession is. And I think that that excitement can eventually permeate the rest of the industry. And so maybe we can use this as a way to sort of make that kind of ind- industry change, you know? Um, no,
1: I mean, think about it. I mean, just think about it, John. The, the multiplicative effect of a flight instructor's teaching is exceptional. Mm-hmm. Especially in this industry where we are right now. I mean, I've often told people that this is an industry which seems to operate in two modes. It's either in full reverse or it's in max thrust. And right now, we seem to be in max thrust. There's so many opportunities, and and not just for pilots. I mean, there's opportunities for everybody involved in aviation, avionics, technicians, mechanics, dispatchers, flight attendants, cabin crew, pilots, instructors. But what the, you know, what the flight instructor's role is, if you think about it, they're out not only teaching other pilots, but flight instructors are also teaching other flight instructors to Mm -hmm. be flight instructors and how they do that job really is a big link in the safety chain. And if we can find a way to, um, spread the word, um, communicate something that's helpful to people, make something better then you know, that effect will also, you know, be m- multiplied many times over with the way the industry
0: is right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it goes with another one of NAFI's core, um, values, which is raising the standing of professional flight instructors. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So- I, I, um, I mean, we've all got, got our start, you know, in various different ways. And, um, you know, when I first took my very first lesson, I, I was, I, I had the foundation of a, of a good instructor and, you know, have always remembered that. Um, and then I, you know, wanted to, you know, go on and, you know, be an instructor myself and, you know, became a small, <laughs> then then become a small instructor. I became an instructor at a small airport. You know about eight miles west of here and some of those experiences that i learned there i'm still you know remembering you know 30 and 35 years later mm-hmm. and um and you know from time to time I'll, I'll run into somebody that you know i i'd worked with a long time ago and they always remember you know their first instructor or you know somebody that had an impact so we we have the opportunity to do so much um, for the industry. And, um, and Nafi's just, you know, you know, John, I mean, we're a small group, but we're just trying to do big things.
0: And, uh, this, this is one of them. I like that small group trying to do big things. So Paul, as we wind this down, um, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the various sponsors and exhibitors, and I'm just going to read off the list here. Um, Certainly, you already mentioned Lightspeed. Lightspeed is our dinner sponsor. Uh, this is one of the larger sponsorships that we have. And of course, we thank all of our sponsors and exhibitors, but especially Lightspeed for for really kind of um you know helping us out with that and and representing uh, themselves at the event. and and so that's that's pretty exciting. Um, other sponsors include uh, pilotsafety dot That's Gary Reeves's company, longtime friends of Naffy of Emco Insurance Company. We've got Flight Training Finance, Glime Aviation, M0A, Ortega Aviation Services. Kirby Ortega, the founder of Ortega Aviation Services, is actually an inductee to the Flight Instructor Hall of Fame, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, longtime friend, Anafi Sporty's Pilot Shop. Their founder is also a uh, inductee to the Flight Instructor Hall of Fame. Stratus Financial. Uh, Aeronautical proficiency training, um, which uh, the gentleman who runs that is uh, the same individual, John Typen, who helps us with Mentor Live. So he's a a longtime friend of NAFI. We also have uh, the Balloon Training Academy, and we actually partner with them for what we call our uh, elite uh, balloon instructor, which is similar to the master instructor program, but for balloonists. And of course, their founder or co-founder is one of our board members, Adam McGee. Uh, let's see a couple of these are listed twice. So those are all of our sponsors and then the list of exhibitors. These are the ones that you talked about that will actually be in the sort of convention hall, um, during the breaks. And I think you said during lunch as well, so that people can can meet with them. Um, and this includes Aerox, AOPA, Assured Partners Aerospace, Avemco, Flight Training Finance, King Schools, Ortega Aviation Services, Right Rudder Marketing, Sporties, and Stratus Financial. Now these may change. Of course, we've got another month and change, and so it's always possible that more may sure. sign up. But uh, um, yeah, we thank the both of the sponsors and the exhibitors for being there. And if you do come to the event. Uh don't be afraid to walk up to any of these companies and, and chat with them. Um we know the majority of these personally for for various other things we've worked with. And of course, everyone in aviation tends to be uh very open and, and willing to chat and and uh so just feel free, say hi. We want you to uh to communicate with them and and talking with the exhibitors is also another form of networking. So don't forget that.
1: Well, I, I think you know, one way to look at it is um We talk about, you know, how, how we fly or, you know, what the mechanism is. And, you know, we talk about, oh, you know, single pilot, you're never really a single pilot because you need a mechanic, you need the fueler, you need somebody that, you know, take care of your airplane. Uh, You need ATC, you know, there's so many connections to this. And that's kind of about how I feel about Summit is this is a team effort. Um, I've got excellent people, you know, working, you know, with and for NAFI, you know, to help us pull this off, our sponsors and exhibitors, and of course, our presenters, because without the content, um, we wouldn't be doing this. So it's it's always a team effort.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, as we again close this out, uh, one of the, and you may know even more, but one of the volunteers that we have helping us with this event is is uh, a lady by the name of Samantha Boyer, and I believe she's really put in a lot of work for us. Uh, you're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Samantha's associate professor at Embry-Riddle University and, you know, of course in aviation. Um she jumped in months and months ago um, and said, "Hey I, I, I'll help you out. I'm into project management. Um, I'm right here in Riddle. I know you know the folks at Center Fun, and we said, perfect. And she has been um, an outstanding contribution, you know, to helping us pull this off because like I said, there's a lot of details. And Samantha has the ability to uh, run meetings on time, keep us all organized. Um, We got spreadsheets everywhere, you know, about this, and Samantha's been uh, a key element of that. And she's also volunteered to be the one that we can send stuff to. Um, The possible downside is if we keep sending her, you know, things like, you know, badge holders and lanyards and books and some of the things that we need to be on site, that she won't be able to fly her airplane in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, it sounds like she she, as well as a few others will be actually flying in um, to the uh, Lakeland airport and uh, we've got arrangements for that. So um, I did wanna say um, we've got contracts with hotels that are giving us special rates, but those contracts for special rates are gonna wind down in all oh, the next one to two weeks. So if you haven't made a reservation, now would be a good time to do it, to save some hotel money. If you want to fly in, we've got uh, arrangements for that. Um, And then, of course, registrations are still open to register online and um, do that at NAFI Summit 2023.org.
0: My last question, In, I'm sure this is the one thing that's on everybody's minds. What's the cost?
1: Uh, NAFI member cost at this moment is $310. NAFI non-member cost is 370 However, we include a one-year NAFI membership, which is valued at roughly $60 into that. So if you're a non-member and you pay the $370, you'll you'll have a NAFI membership with all the benefits um, included as part of that. Um, If you are a lifetime or master instructor, then the price is
0: $199. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Paul, any uh, last things you want to say?
1: John, it's you're part of this team you you bring a lot to us and you know we always appreciate your help with this Um, as we get a little bit closer my my scare quotient goes up a little bit you know just um because i want to make sure that this is you know the event that we foresee but i think it will be so we're looking forward to seeing everybody there and more importantly looking forward to um you know getting the feedback about how we did so that we can make a plan for the next
0: year Absolutely. Now, folks, once again, um, the Naffy team is also going to be there. So, if you're curious yeah. about uh, about any of us, myself included, I plan to be there. Paul's going to be there, and and our board of directors and and some of our staff members. So mm-hmm. that'll be included in the networking. We're always excited to meet flight instructors and especially Naffy members. So it's exciting for all of us. Um, and uh, just to kind of play with what Paul already said, you know, if it's three degrees. A separation from aviation. You know, the old game is six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Well, we can all play three degrees from John and Martha King. So um right. enjoy that. Uh but uh October twenty-fourth through twenty-sixth, Lakeland, Florida, uh Nafi Summit twenty twenty-three And if you have any questions at all, feel free to uh contact naffy directly. Um and our website is naffynet.org. Well, thank you all for joining us, Paul. Thank you for coming in today. Hey, a pleasure and uh, we'll do it again.